Welcome to Business of Design. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. The Business of Design podcast offers immediate, actionable strategies and a glimpse into some of the many field-tested, proven systems you can implement to transform your business and your life. After the show, head to businessofdesign.com and get started with the BOD 15-step project management strategy and six foundational programs. Together, they deliver the systems, procedures, and strategies you need to run a successful, highly profitable design business. There's no theory here. The complete BOD business model is yours through Business of Design membership. Business of Design. There's only one. And now, your BOD Advocate-in-Chief, Kimberly Selden. Are you in the mood for something a little different today? Oh, I hope so, because we have an episode that I think is a lot of fun. I am interviewing a feng shui expert. Her name is Patricia Lohan. She's lovely, she's charming, she's wonderful, and she is the creator of Powerhouse Feng Shui and the author of The Happy Home, A Guide to Creating a Happy, Healthy, Wealthy Life and Become a Business Powerhouse Using Feng Shui. That's a long title. But basically, she helps people make their homes and businesses more magnetic to money, to luck, to blessings. And I am struck every time I speak to someone who's enthusiastic about feng shui or an expert in feng shui, how practical so much of it is. So I thought this is a fun way for us to introduce an element to our own design projects that clients might appreciate. And I hope you like this episode as much as I do. You can get more information about Patricia at patricialohan.com or on Instagram, powerhouse underscore movement. Episode 330, Feng Shui with Patricia Lohan. And as always, we've got Cheryl Horn standing by with some announcements. We're really glad you're here. Well, last week we held the webinar, Key Financial Aspects if the Economy Takes a Downturn, with Julia Nikishna of New Age Financial Consulting. Uh, If you registered in advance of that uh, webinar, we've already sent you access to the recording if you weren't able to attend live. But if you missed it and you are still interested in taking that two-hour webinar, it is available. If you go to the BOD shop, it's going to be in our on-demand courses. You can still gain access to it there. Uh, and it was it was really great. So make sure that you do check that out. Uh, coming up, we are still looking forward to our two-day BOD 15 intensive seminar series. All three locations are happening in October. We're going to be in Toronto, October 4th and 5th, Santa Monica, October 11th and 12th, and then Winchester for those in the DC area on October 25th and 26th. Whether you're new to Business of Design and learning the BOD 15 for the first time, or you've been with us a long time and you want to take this boot camp version as a refresher, it's going to be a great way to really make sure you are understanding the clarity of every single step so that you can implement it on real jobs. Uh, We are keeping these groups small, spaces limited, and we want you to make sure that you've got time to ask all those, you know, real job site questions, real projects, real clients, what are the issues you're having, where are you getting hung up on the steps, and we want to make sure that you walk away with all of your questions answered. So check out the full details on the website. Registration is open. By all means, if you've got questions on this or any of our events, anything at Business of Design really, uh, send me an email, Cheryl at businessofdesign.com. Thanks so much. Patricia, despite the beautiful Irish accent, you're currently not at home in Ireland. You are at home in 
Greece, in Kefalonia in Greece, on the northern part of the island, Kefalonia. Um, it is a glorious sunny day. I'm just after having a swim in the sea and came back here to um, have a chat with you. How lovely. Okay, so we we bonded before we hit record on the fact that I'm traveling to Ireland and in May of 2024, I'll be in Greece. So I have just so many questions about travel, but that's not why we're here. So I'm happy to answer all your questions afterwards about travel. I love it. Okay. Why well, we're really here though is because what you wanted to talk about was intriguing to me. Now, we've all heard of the term feng shui. I even had uh, the pleasure of traveling to places like Japan where it's really highly practiced skill. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hasn't really been in the news a lot recently. And I just wonder how all of us might benefit from knowing something about how we can make our homes healthier and happier in general. And you're an expert in feng shui. How did that come about? I know it's very strange, uh, an Irish woman from the west of Ireland uh, teaching feng shui. And, you know, I think that uh, uh, there was a TV episode when I was a kid talking about it on like an afternoon show. And I literally was like, what is this? Um, And I went home and I was like sorting things out around my house. And then when I was about 16, we moved into a new house and it was being renovated. And I was kind of getting my first bedroom that I could decorate. And I asked for books about feng shui. So since then, I've literally been kind of so fascinated with this practice and would always have been like looking for things and watching things. Um, And, you know, fast forward to my late 20s when I had kind of left my business career and ended up work in India training to be a yoga teacher. And of course, you know, I'm like learning about all these different modalities and practices completely wide open and meet someone else who's like doing some feng shui and I'm like oh I have books about that I'm so interested in it so as I started kind of opening up myself um more um just spiritually and more connecting to energy I was really meeting and attracting all these different people and talking about energy and space and I ended up moving back from India to Ireland and opening a holistic practice where I had clients work with me one-to-one um, and at that kind of same time, I wanted to call in love and I was like, oh, feng shui for love. So I feng shui my apartment and I did all of these things in my bedroom to set my apartment up to call in love. And very soon afterwards, I met my husband, Ken. And when I visited his house for the first time, I was like, he's feng shui this place. <laughs> I just kind of had this feeling and I didn't say anything to him. I was like, hmm, this is a little suspect, like just like little things that I could see. So we didn't really chat about it for ages, um, but I ended up moving in with Ken and finding like books that he had about feng shui as well. So we were both kind of like a match. So he really did feng shui his place. Yes, he did. So we both feng shui stuff in our bedrooms and had two of things like, you know, a spare robe, a spare, um, like spare things, you know, two bedside tables, two lamps. So I was like, God, this is like really well set up, you know? And he actually told me that afterwards and that he used to even just set the table for two. So it was just like he was preparing and had the house to, to call someone in. And I was doing the same. Like I'd be going to the cinema and be like, who I'm going to the cinema with my new, my new person. So, um, that was like, there was such alignment between the two of us. And at that time, you know, I, when the students ready teacher appears, two feng shui masters arrived in Ireland, like literally within weeks of each other. And that I just said to Ken, I was like, I really want to do this feng shui thing deeper. 
like I wasn't looking for a new career. Like I was very happy. I'm busy in my business. I love my work. And uh, Ken was like, me too. So we both kind of just went off to do it. Um, And we came home to our house and the house at the time had like concrete floors. All the furniture was borrowed because when Ken, Ken had built the house, but when he built it, basically kind of just ran out of money. It was like, there was no money to furnish, to finish it. And it was like a blank canvas, you know, just really basic. And we decided to just do the feng shui on it. So what we learned, we just did it. And that was, it was purely from a personal interest of like, let's do this. We both resonate. Within like weeks, things started to change, like pretty amazingly. Like we got a six figure windfall. Um, Like we had like, I had loads more clients. I ended up getting on like TV for my business. Ken got like there'd been a kind of a financial issue with the house energetically that all started to fix itself and he got like that all rolling with his business again and you know visibly our lives changed you know I had gone from cycling around Dublin on a bicycle without a chance of even affording a car to having a car to be able to buy new furniture to carpets floors like you know and I was like what have you done we're like we did this feng shui so for me I was like this is so powerful and we had no we didn't we didn't had we had no idea of the potency of it you know it was kind of like let's mm-hmm. just go do this we feel like it'll be good for us um and you know that then led to me working with my clients and i be talking to my clients in my holistic practice and I'd be like tell me about your bedroom what's happened you know they're like I want to find love and I'm like well do this is what I did to me Ken like do this 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 so I started recommending feng shui things and literally those clients are saying hey come to my house I was like, okay, because I had trained, like it wasn't, you know, I knew what I was doing. So I started working with clients um, in their homes and literally understanding, wow, they're doing this amazing inner work. Like some of them were like literally, you know, if you were to write the self-care list of all the things you should do every day to live a beautiful life, they were doing all of those things. Mm -hmm. But I walked into their houses and was like, well, this is what the bedroom, the living room, I could see things. I was like, oh, wow, these are the things that are holding you back from really feeling good and having more flow because they were still not kind of getting the traction. Yeah, yeah, interesting. For me, kind of flipped the lid on like that whole personal development and healing journey for people. I'm like, it starts at home. You know, if we can get our houses aligned and supportive, um, then it's going to ripple back into our lives and anything else that we do is going to be supportive. For those of us listening, we're interior design professionals. I, I'm going to go out on a ledge and say some percentage, probably a small percentage of listeners may want to actually be formally trained in feng shui. But for those of us who are just curious about it, what are some principles that we could adapt and test out in our own homes, perhaps, and even with clients? Are there some things that come to mind that immediately would be uh, evidence of the power yeah, for sure. I suppose like from an interior perspective, some people might be a bit like, oh, like she's going to tell me to put like frogs around the place <laughs> and do weird things or knock walls. And um, for me, from a feng shui perspective, it is like acupuncture for your home. It is working with the energetics and the elements. So when we start looking for the key things that you could do, um, I always talk about the front door. Like it is the mouth of the space and the mouth of your home. So, you know, for first of all, is to stand outside your house and look at your front door and be like, does this feel good? Does it look clean? Is it easy to get in? In homes, oftentimes, you know, if there's 
struggles in our life, there can be often friction points in our home, like those little niggly things that are kind of annoying, squeaky, like hard to open, get in, anything like that, I would certainly just invite people to kind of release the resistance. So whether it needs oiling, whether it needs fixing, any of that, that certainly will just kind of ease the flow. Um, And from that front door entrance area, it's like walking in and really just looking at your house with a new set of eyes. And I really am passionate about feng shui and art because I feel like there's a massive connection with the art in people's homes and what it mirrors back into their lives. Hmm. So from an art perspective, I would be walking around with like new eyes. Like, when did I get this painting? What does it represent? How does it make me feel? What's the name of it? What's the story behind it? And then start thinking, does this resonate with where I want to go in my life? Does this resonate with what I'm what I'm trying to call in? So even for your clients, you know, if you are working with a single woman, I have gone into hundreds of women's homes and thousands of women's homes, hundreds of single women's homes. And guaranteed there's going to be single woman statues, single woman pouch portraits, pictures of themselves on their own. It is like literally a reflection of who they are now. I have my mouth open because a really good friend of mine had a terrible divorce. And when I went to her house, I didn't even know this was feng shui, but I said, do you realize every single picture of art you have is a woman looking wistfully in the distance and she's alone? Like this creeps me out. Get rid of all these. And she... She did put them away for a while. Now she's brought them back. I think I think I need to have her listen to this. Honestly, and like I have shivers, as you said that, like absolute shivers down my body. Um, and recently in our um, in our community, one of the ladies was visiting a friend's house, just like you. One of our members was visiting a friend's house and her friend was having a rough time with in her relationship with her husband. And she's like for a few years and she looked up and she saw on the wall like this one heart on its own like one heart on its own. And she said, you know what? I think we should need to get rid of that heart like on its own. It's just like on, on its own, singular heart. You don't want that. Let's just take that out. So she took it away with her and um, she replaced it with a sign saying, happy wife, happy life. And literally the energy shifted. Um, and this is so nice because it's like one of our members who just happened to be at her friend's house and now is like coming into us saying like, oh my God, like they're back together and things are so much better. And it's like so subtle. So the art one is amazing. And I've seen it time and time again with the single women images. Um, that is a massive one. And just like you said, it kind of created divorce or for example, it, it like single women or single people on their own can tend to seeing, say, if you are married, that your partner is gone mm-hmm. overseas for a while or not working or not really there. Or so, emotionally unavailable or something or like that. Or emotionally unavailable. Like it literally mirrors back. So what's important is to go around and be like, does this represent what I want in my life? Does this represent what I want in my life? Like, for example, this woman had a beautiful image that was beautiful. I looked at her office. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say to this woman to advise her on good feng shui for her setup of her office. Like, and I think from an interior design perspective, you know, like a good night, solid chair, a good desk, a wall back to the wall, like see the door. Like that's all very standard things that you would create in a space. The picture on the wall was this big winter scene and it was beautiful. And I was like, but I, so it's like, I'm, I'm not like, get rid of that. I'm always like, tell me about this picture. And she looks at the picture and she's like, oh, that was my ex-husband's. And I was like, something that didn't work out 
in your space. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, that, and this is in her office, her career, you know, it's like her business, mm-hmm. like all of that is going to be mirrored back in something really dominating in the office that didn't work out. Yeah. So, um, and the other flip side was it was a winter scene. And I'm like, well, winter, winter isn't exactly the time of like abundance, like or growth summer, or opportunity or <laughs> like opportunity growth. So when we're, when we're looking from that perspective, it really changes things. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love that, especially because I know people will be listening and you'll be helping people probably pick art and you can really start to hone in and be like, what about that? What about that one? And I had a client actually, a few in terms of like the elements as well. Um, so we had um, a, a wonderful client in Florida. And when um, she came to me, her, she Uh, moved from Pennsylvania down to their home in Florida. They were living down there. It was beautiful. But literally the the week they moved in, the week they moved in, they lost their supplier of their 1 million a year turnover Amazon business. The supplier just said, we're not supplying it anymore. And she came to me and she's like, it's a, I moved house. Like I'm in a different house. Like what the hell? So I kind of come in and I'm looking at, and I was like, okay, I'm looking, I'm like, her house is good for people, good for money. Like the energetics were pretty good. And once we did the walk around, there was water images everywhere. Like it was just all blue, all water, which is damp, cool, like way too emotional and also um, can slow things down. Like, so it was all this thing. Um, she, when, when we did the analysis, like the feng shui analysis of our house, nowhere needed water element, like nowhere. I was like, it's, and also like images of anchors, like no one going where, no, not going anywhere or oh. boats stuck, like all, all this boat water theme, like boats all tied up, not going anywhere. So it just kind of ended up, they got there and they were like stuck. And I was like, and when we started replacing them with the right elements in the right areas, and of course, everything started to flow in her other business and it was like all good. But it was literally, her house was just blue everywhere. And um, so that's how you can start looking at like, what are the elements that you're bringing in? What's the artwork and excess of so many colors can really create um, different things in spaces. One of the things that impressed me when I was learning about feng shui, and this is years ago, but how actually practical it is. You know, you ran through a number of things that most interior designers think about on or actually don't even think about they're just they just know it and they do it all the time for example putting your back to a wall versus your back to a window makes people feel uncomfortable and what are some of the other practical things that you mentioned that are part of a philosophy of feng shui that we might all be just taking for granted yeah for me there's like lots of practical things and I think you know when it comes to, I, I just kind of zoom back to my own house in Ireland and our bedroom design is not the best feng shui design. Like the bed isn't going, we, when we're lying in our bed, we can't see the door. And that's just because the way the room is designed. So from a practical point of view with me, I'm like, we just have to put the bed there. But what can I do to make sure that I can kind of see the door? So I have like a small mirror at the end of the, like at the bed on a little cabinet. When someone comes in, they're never going to know that that's just there. It's like a little makeup mirror. And they're just thinking, oh, that's a little makeup mirror. But for me, it's like my feng shui guide. So I have, I'm sleeping here. I can see the door mm-hmm. and what's coming in. So 
it relaxes. So, you know, there are some guidelines in terms of ideally the bed is to the wall and you can see the door um, and it's not coming straight at you. That's the ideal scenario, but there's always little workarounds. So I'm always kind of going, okay, what's, what's our best practice? Um, same goes, and when positioning of furniture in general, practical things, I'm most concerned with your bedroom and the office because they're the spaces you spend the most time um, for that kind of, that that yeah, that's kind of the most thing I would be most concerned with is bedroom and then your um, office. And with the office setup, again, it's about like that kind of sense of solid support. Um, I invite people to think about Imagine if a client was coming to your office. Now, I know 99% of us now work online and you'll never have someone call over to your office or your workspace. But if they did, does it represent the type of energy that you put out in the world? Does it represent that? Are you creating that space for yourself? Because when you start creating it for yourself, it will then impact the, the rest of your life and the rest of your business, um, which is super fun. And then other like little practical things, I would say is in terms of like setup, I'm just thinking of different rooms like kitchen, um, it would be important to just reduce the amount of fire element in the kitchen. So we're not fans of like red in a kitchen. You've already got a lot of heat in the kitchen. So you've got the cooker, you've got the stove, you've got the ovens, a lot oh, of heat already there. Everybody's thinking about those wolf knobs. They have to go. <laughs> And if they're just small knobs, like, again, this is where I have advanced the things. I'm like, don't, you know, small knobs, fine. A full big kitchen of red could definitely create anger issues. And even, like, interestingly, I've had examples of people who have said the only place they'd had arguments in their house was around the red toaster, the red kettle, because fire element can create aggression and anger. So when they just change them out, it made a difference. So the kitchen, mostly I'm like limit fire element and um, kind of keep it more neutral, more calm um, and be like, how do I want this place to feel? Um, in the next room, the bathroom, there's a lot of water element already in the bathroom. So we try and avoid blues and blacks in the bathroom and go more earth tones. And you can bring other element colors in like greens, browns, but mostly we're not, I'm, as from a feng shui perspective, we wouldn't be big fans of too much blue because you're... The water element is already dominant there and the energy is leaving a lot. So you kind of want to like, mm, I'm going to contain it in here. Keep the toilet seat down. Keep the toilet door closed. They're like a, um, nice little things that are just hygienic anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's where it's to that part with feng shui. It's just hygienic. And we've done bedroom and office. So yeah, um, there are some practical. Nice yeah. Keep in mind. Yeah. I want to ask about the office because I, I feel like in my life, I'm pretty neat and organized, but in my office, I always seem to have a pile of clutter. It doesn't it doesn't matter which desk I'm working at in both both places I live. There's just a pile of clutter. And now I know where things are, but I have a feeling that you're going to tell me that that's a source of energy getting sort of trapped and being stagnant or something. What what do I need to know about that, and what can I do? I suppose this is a really good thing to be aware of. Um, from a feng shui perspective, um, when we look at uh, when we when we look at people's houses, for example, they come into powerhouse, they send us their information, we'll map out their house into Bagua and look at the grid and see what's going on energetic in each area and how to balance it. Um, and I would be kind of curious because some people um, will come to me like I have to declutter my house before I feng shui it, and I'm like. 
actually it's usually the reverse and um, that the energy is not so happy in that area and if it's a lower energy if it's not that happy it will kind of attract and it'll contract more of the energy that it's like that's like to and create more of it yeah. so what I often see is the op is that um when people come into our world and they start balancing the house with the elements they'll start to see they're more enthusiastic to actually clear out because it's kind of lifted the energy and then they're able to clear it wow. now from your perspective what I would say to you is it's it's always fascinating to, to take note of these little piles of clutter and um, where it is um, why what what's in it as well and what's the resistance to it to kind of like sorting it clearing it and um, and it does create stagnancy now if it's just a few and I think this is also um an important distinction for me when it comes to clutter there's there's the cup and the, the the bowl on the kitchen counter over there okay that's life you know the kid you had the dinner <laughs> or the kid playground the playroom the toys are all over the place like people uh, or you know the clothes in the laundry bin like that people kind of can think oh my house is so cluttered and I'm like no no, no that's called life and <laughs> um, for me the clutter is the cupboard that hasn't been opened in six months piled with paperwork that is really um, not healthy or happy because that is definitely creating stagnancy in some part of your life right. and stuckness. So if you see that little pile of paper and you know that you're going to move through it, I wouldn't get too bothered by it. Okay. But it could be, for me, it would be a cue of like, hmm, I wonder what's happening in that area and what remedy it needs. Like that's my thinking of it. You're reminding me of a project that I started, oh gosh, years ago and I haven't finished. And it's one, there's a little teeny pile related to that project and that's precisely not good. So either like stop the project, end the project or finish the project, but don't let it drag you. It does... I I feel the mental weight of that project, I have to say. Um, now, for, yeah. for most of us, I, I'm not going to train to be an expert in feng shui, but in the event I thought that my clients could benefit from that, I probably would outsource that person, hire that person out. And that's probably most likely to people who are listening. How would that work? What, what sort of, is it like a two-hour consultation, a five-hour consultation? What, what is the process of hiring someone who does feng shui? Um, I think everyone does it a little bit different. And um, since um, I dived into this world, um, we've literally become kind of like feng shui, a little bit different. We do it very differently in our world. Um, um, I created a signature program called Powerhouse. And when people come into our world, they join our program and they submit all their information. So we don't actually do walkthroughs. And you're like, how can, how can you feng shui someone's house without seeing it? Because it's it's energy. It's all about the energy. And um, what's unfolded with this is a few different things. First of all, kind of take personal ownership for it because you're kind of like gathering the information, sending it, here's your report. And then I teach you how to implement it. Now we do have additional options to have a call with me or one of my team to support you. But we also have created this incredible community of other members who have been doing it for years now. So this morning I saw a question come in and I didn't get a chance to answer it. And like one of the members who's been in for five years was like, it's this, it's this, it's this answered. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's a very supportive community. Um, and typically it, it's self-paced because when I originally started doing consultations, I would get to the person's house, have to do all the analysis, run around the house, draw the plans, do everything. 
and then go, here's all the information. Yeah, bye. (laughs) They wouldn't do it. Right. And then they've hired someone and not got the results. And that's, that feels really incongruent for me. Mm. So what's unfolded is we have this journey where you come in, here's your report, you can implement it at your own time, piecemeal, find out about this, 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 this is what you can do. And I layer it into these are the fundamentals, do this first, then you can look at this and this. Um, And it's a, it's, it can take as long or short as you like, essentially. Um, And the nice thing also in our community is because you're not alone doing it. You know, a lot of people would have come into our world and, oh, this, you know, I did feng shui once and they came and told me what to do, but my husband was given out about it and my children didn't want to do it. Whereas now they're in a community with, with hundreds of others that are saying, oh yeah, yeah, never mind them. Do this. Like, <laughs> do it anyway. Or this is the way. <laughs> Let's do it anyway. And, and, and you have like a like-minded community. Um, mm-hmm. So that all really unfolded very organically. Like it wasn't something I thought would happen when we moved online. And um, like for personal feedback, people can submit their photos on a Q&A session every week. So it's like, I'm just going to look at my bedroom this week, you know. So rather than what's my whole house, it's like bedroom. Oh, OK, this you can do this, this, this. Have you got that remedy? And have you done this? And and it's a very, um, you know, it's just a journey with your home, yeah. building that relationship and it as opposed to uh here's everything and then right. like it doesn't really get done it's so, that um, it's, it's that it, it's a it's that bite the apple analogy. You can't swallow an apple whole. You have to take it in, in bites. Yeah, we're familiar exactly. with that in business of design. Thank you. Yes. This is so interesting. We like to end every episode with something we call design intervention. It's just a great piece of advice uh, that you think would be applicable to businesses. I think that um, just for you as um, an inferior designer doing this work, it's like, you know, start with your own home, start with your own office, like get yourself like in this great connection. So whether it's like doing a meditation, the connection with connecting with the energy of your home, doing some of the things I suggested, like clearing out some things, some spaces that are a little bit niggly. Um, that would be my biggest, um, uh, you know, advice, like really starting to tap in because your home has an amazing energetic, um, blueprint and you can really harness amazing things from it when you start to kind of just pay attention to it so doing a little scan of it setting up your office kind of like oh what are the things that I can do for myself because as you start to do that you'll start to see changes in your world I like that. I'm going to try that immediately. As in, as soon as we hang up, I'm going to fix this little area that I'm sitting in right now. <laughs> that is, I just love that. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy your time in Greece. And I'm so looking to visiting beautiful Ireland again. And we're training because uh, I know there's a lot of hills. We're going to be riding our bikes and there's a lot of hills and I have to get myself up the hill somehow. And that's going to be pretty tough, but I'm looking forward to it. I literally cycled around Dublin for like three years because Dublin city itself is really flat. And then um, I moved in with Ken and he lived up in the hills and the mountains and I never got on my bicycle again. (laughs) (laughs) It's daunting, right? It's really daunting. Yeah. And a lot lot of people are using e-bikes, but I'm like, no, not yet. I'm not ready for an e-bike. But anyway, it's so pretty there. I feel like the worst thing that can happen is I have to stop and get off my bike and walk a little and look at how look at the gorgeous scenery so that doesn't sound so terrible you're brave it's beautiful you have a lovely time <laughs> uh, well be safe and be well and thank you so much for this great conversation thank you thanks for listening 
and supporting the BOD mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. If you're ready to implement an exact business model for running a streamlined, profitable business, field tested by thousands of design professionals around the world, head to businessofdesign.com and get started today. It's time to dramatically improve your business and transform your life.